but yes lots of books plus i got a bunch of records coming so every every day is christmas at john's house um i'm dropping the hammer no you're not And welcome back to Dropping the Hammer with Daniel McFadden. I'm Daniel McFadden, reporter for NASCAR reporter for FrenchRush.com and SpeedSport.com. Here to talk NASCAR with you and with me as almost always is my good friend and podcasting co-host, John. It's always Christmas here, La Follette. Uh, yes, it's always Christmas at this house because I'm always treating myself uh, to some. You know, it's it's a it's a sick, sad world out there, Daniel. You got to give yourself something to look forward to. Like, oh, a book came in the mail about the plague or slavery or some other terrible world uh, malady. Um, or you know, I got to buy records of songs that make me sad. Hey, or, er- everyone's got to have experienced one day of joy over the plague in their life. Exactly. Yes, exactly. And you know, uh, my day will be uh, coming up soon. Uh, but until then, uh, we've got way more exciting things to talk about other than the Black Death. Um, although, although I guess that's what you could call Martin Truex's playoff hopes. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, no, no. <laughs> um, I was watching. So I was at my parents' house this weekend watching the race. Because that's usually like my thing. I'll go to my parents' house on Sunday and just watch the race when I have some family time. And my, my mom was like, why do they keep talking about Truex? He's like 13th place this whole race. I was like, well, he's on the cut line to make the make the, the, make the the playoffs. He's below the, the cut line. He's below yeah, the he's, cut yeah, line. Yeah, he's the first driver out. She's like, oh, why do they keep showing him then? It's like, because he's the first driver out. And he's like fourth in, overall in points. Like he, in an otherwise normal season, he already would have a playoff spot locked up pretty much. But... Don't you listen to the podcast, mom? <laughs> Come on. You would know if you were aware of my online branding. Um <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, the broadcast for this race up until the last like hundred laps or so is pretty much the Martin Truex show, uh, just always showing where he was. Which you know, I get. Yeah. And that's that kind of goes back to what we were talking about last race. I mean, last podcast uh, was where you know people clamoring to kind of not, not a, a vocal minority of people on social media were clamoring, you know, to kind of go back to the old system. It's like, why this Richmond race wouldn't mean anything? Like Chase Elliott would still have yeah. a gargantuan lead, like. Like this wouldn't mean anything. So um, I, I, I I don't want to return to the days where the championship is locked up, a, a race before the end of the year. Like yeah, D- Del Earnhardt celebrating at Rockingham, but we still got a race in Atlanta next week. I'm like that. <laughs> yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah, because like like you know sometimes you'll just see it like in for like Formula One's like a great example. Like how many years do they have the championship locked up with like four races left? Like what's the What's the uh, that, point? That, that, like that, like this year that Max Verstappen, he's basically he could crash out the next like three races or whatever, and he'd still win the title apparently, right? So, but, um, but anyway, got, but they've got the Netflix series, Daniel. They're so yeah, it's so it's so, it's so riveting to watch. Yes, so so, it's so, so... a highly edited, curated show <laughs> to bring out all the drama. But Max hey, Vers- Max Verstappen, life in the fast lane. Um, but oh. I... <laughs> but hey, that NASCAR is finally going to get its own version of that on uh, the USA Network. You yeah, know, I'll watch the, that. It looks cool. Oh yeah, I'm going to watch it too. But it's not Netflix, where hundreds of millions of people have it. Whereas no. you know, USA Network, you know, just you know what, 40, 40 million people or so have Only. it. Only. 
only, only 40 million the, the last like the last time i regularly watched usa network was when monk and psych were on and that's been a while the so. only time i ever regularly watch usa is when there's like olympic coverage on all the nbc networks yeah. Like, I don't really watch much scripted TV. So, and honestly, like, didn't USA used to have a lot of NASCAR races on back in, like, the late 90s, or mid to late 90s? No. Was that TBS? I think I'm thinking of TBS. You're thinking of TNT, TBS. TNT, TBS, yeah. So, so um, maybe some IndyCar races were on there. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. Maybe CART. I think it was CART. I think CART might have had some stuff on USA. I don't know. Either way, it doesn't matter. Um, well, there, no, like, there's been times where maybe one or two cup races got put on USA Network in the, like, like Watkins Glen, I think actually might have been on USA Network a couple okay. of times at some point, but uh, yeah, it's never been been never been on it like on it this much. So, but anyway, Richmond Raceway Federated Auto Parts four hundred, John won <laughs> by who who picked who picked who made the right pick last week? This guy, yeah, this nice. guy made the right pick, Kevin Harvick. Yeah, thanks, Kevin Harvick, for making us correct back to back weeks. Um, and I think for for a while, my 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 chaos pick was running top five. Where did he finish? I picked Eric Almarola for my chaos pick. He finished in eighth. At one point, he was running fourth. So good day for him. Also, Chris Buescher is looking to be a spoiler there as well. Um, but that that like yeah, like as soon as the, the third stage started, it felt like a completely different race for the yeah. most part. It's like it was like where where's this where's this been? Where was this for the first two hundred? You know. 50 laps like we're you guys are now racing like it's there's no tomorrow and this is now fun to watch and chris busher please please give us the chaos win just give us the chaos win <laughs> right uh came so close i at one point i realized that brad keselowski <laughs> chris busher's teammate slash team owner uh was like the first lap car in front of harvick it's like oh this is gonna make things interesting and then he did make things interesting and like busher were just like Got right there on Harvick's like outside, but just couldn't finish it. Thanks mostly to like Ricky Stenhouse Jr. was kind of like racing in the same area, so that screwed it up. But um, from from the way that Harvick and Logano were talking about the race after it was over, it sounded like I mean, yeah, it was an overcast day, but nonetheless, the sun was going down near the end of that race. The track was getting cooler. Um, Logano said that once the tracks, once the sun started getting low, his car started to handle differently and went away and Harvick's got better as it went cooler. So, um, you know, like you said, yeah, it really felt like the left, the third stage was completely separate from everything else because the first two stages really just felt like follow the leader. Yeah. Um, and, uh, well, not, not, not necessarily like follow the leader because it's not like everyone was just like glued to the bottom of the track. There's like they were racing all over the place yeah like it which was looked very it looked very good like it, multiple lanes the race up there diamond racing close to the wall diamonding and all that um so it was a racy race just, yeah there just wasn't just not for the lead like yeah Logano, lead. yeah Logano led like over 200 laps he led more than half of this 222, race 22 yeah yeah and there near the end of the race where uh harvick was trying to pass him and had difficulty getting around him it seemed like it was just another classic Oh, here's Logano just kind of savvying his way to a win. Um, just using his uh just just taking the air off the car behind him for a win, which we've seen him do before. Um, but you know, like I said, Harvick really Harvick's uh car came to him there in the last 50 laps or so. Um, you know, we were both had our reservations about this race, just because this is Richmond. Um yeah. we we don't have to we don't have to elaborate any further than that for for NASCAR fans. Richmond is not been a good track the last several years um 
I thought this race was fine. Like it was fine. It was, fine. It was the definition yeah, it was, of fine. It was fine. Yeah. It's but like I, I, I still don't know why. The third stage saved it. If 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 they yes. if it had been like the way it played out, I'd be like, uh oh. Um, yeah. And like some cars like were getting loose and like bringing out cautions. There were more like like the truck race. I was like, oh no, because like it was just the only cautions were stage cautions. There was yeah. no. There's nothing else other than that. There's no caution for incidents. And then here, like the fifth, the fifth lap, we have Tyler Reddick losing it. Um, mm-hmm. There were a couple other there were a couple other times that happened in that race. Um, so thank goodness for that. But it was it, like you there said, there was, was the, only two, there was really only two uh, accident. There are three accident or three cautions for accident. Three yeah, okay. the Reddick one on lap four, uh, and then something with William Byron. What happened to him? I don't remember that accident. Yeah, turn- I don't remember. Oh, 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 oh! There was the 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 accident with the uh, Eric. Not Eric. Oh, technically Eric Jones. Uh, Kyle Busch and Chastain. Uh, yes. Getting yes. into each other, Bush spinning, and then Eric Jones getting the Chastain and him spinning. Yes. We we got Chastained. Is what Kyle Busch said. We we were his victim this week. So Chastained. Hashtag Chastained. <laughs> you know. <laughs> like, I I kind of like the fact that his name is becoming a verb now. Like I like I like Ross Chastain and I cheer for him as a driver, but like, it just like who else? Like, what other driver has like a last name that you could say that that it would sound cool? I think Bush. Like, oh, I got Bush this week. Well, Harvicking is a, is a thing or was a thing at, at Atlanta. Harvicking. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. So Chastained. Um, it just sounds. It just sounds like you have to call into work. It's like I can't come in. I got Chastained. <laughs> I got chest stain. I can't make it, <laughs> you know, start coughing. Um, but uh, you, uh, yeah, Larson, I got, I got Cindricked. I got this? Cindricked. No, that doesn't work. I got Elliotted. See, that didn't work either. No. That, that, uh, that bushered. I got Bushered. I got Bushered. Yeah, that's right there with Bush. I think those are the only, like, other two that could kind of come I, close. Oh. You can say I got Suarez, but that sounds racist. So he, 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 you got belled yeah that could work i got true x that doesn't work either it just it's just chastain. chastain um <laughs> so yeah what a difference two weeks makes for kevin harvick oh yeah like i mean no like he went into michigan having led like 13 laps all season yep and now two weeks in a row he he you know re- reclaims the the closer name uh and you know just t- taking taking it to him at the last run of a race after green flag pit stops here at richmond like we, we went a long time without uh, a caution this race so this was an yes. old school old-fashioned run to the finish kind of like in the spring too uh where that that was a long run and harvick almost won that race he came in second so that's kind of primarily why i picked harvick to win was just how he did at the end in the spring and also he has this momentum um from michigan so yeah, two wins in a row. He's the first driver in the Cup Series to win back-to-back races since Kyle Larson did it back in October, and he won three in a row. Yes. So uh, a lot of people are asking: Is uh, is, is Kevin Harvick a championship favorite now? Is, is he? Is he, John? I don't. I don't necessarily think so. Yeah, he- I'm. I'm. I'm a bit skeptical, hesitant to say that as of now. I mean, obviously, it wouldn't surprise me if he did. But um, just say this for Harvick, you know. And in any other ordinary year, 
I think we're talking about how consistent he is. I think the only reason there is the narrative that his season seems lackluster is because, again, there's been so many winners. Um, if you look, I think overall in points, let me look it up real quick. Just in raw points, he sits eighth right now. Yep. Um, and in terms of, if you go all the way back that's to behind, Tal- that's, behind, that's behind Blaney, that's behind Truex. Yeah. And they're, they're the ones who are sweating it right now. Yep. And if you go all the way back to Talladega back in April, Kevin Harvick has only finished outside of the top 10, I think four times, five times. And like one of them was the road course at Indy. Um, he had a bad day at Pocono, but even then he was 12th in Atlanta. Um, didn't have a good day at gateway. He was 33rd, but like here's ever since Talladega, here's his finish. 10, 9, 4, 15, 3, 33, 4, 10, 10, 12, 5, 27, 33, 1, 1. Like there's a couple bad weeks in there, but by and large, he's been incredibly consistent. Um, and he's never really panicked. He's never panicked all season well, he, long. Like, I wrote it last week uh, in my column at, at Front Stretch. Uh, like, he was asked after the, after the win at Michigan by Dustin Long, like, you, you've been doing this a long time, like, but you, you don't, you've been going through this rough patch, but you're never, you never panicked or anything like that. And he's like, all this is easy. Uh, <laughs> this is like, no, no, nothing that gets thrown at me. This is me just paraphrasing. Nothing that gets thrown at me now will be anything like what happened back in 2001 when I had to get this call in to replace the face of NASCAR. Right. And then spent a year becoming the guy who replaced Dale Earnhardt while also splitting, like doing double duty in the Bush series at the same time. Mm-hmm. No, nothing's going to match that. No. Like this. And so, yeah. Uh, if, if I'm in, in that position, I'm like, whatever. This is this is just another thing. Yeah, it's just another race at Richmond. And and just to kind of go back to how you said, you know, this race was kind of the epitome of fine. Um, I do think this race was, it was better than what I thought it'd be. But like, again, I really, really hope that NASCAR does not come back here twice next year. I just, I hope they keep- We'll find, well, we should find out this month. <laughs> it seems like, it seems like, I mean, obviously I would say the summer race was better than the spring race. Oh like, yeah. Keep, like, yeah. Keep, it, keep it when it's warm because this car seems to perform better there when it's warm in the tracks. Well, warm. I think it was unseasonably cold in the spring for that race. Okay. So I think, I think it was kind of an outlier. Uh, but you know- Everything the the crowd looked better, I think, than the spring race. Yeah, it did. Um, some stuff I've seen, heard anecdotally, whatever. It's like it, the the, the energy at the, the track was like really, really good. Um, so I don't know. Um, but yeah, I I, I still don't think it needs two races. So. No, no, no. I don't think anyone would say that unless they're you know the president of the of the speedway. Like I. <laughs> Um, they have a new I, president. This was, the, uh, I don't know what her, her name is, but this was, this is her first year as president of the track. So I don't know, but like what, one thing that was interesting about Kevin Harvick's press conference after this race, it, it was, it was 40 minutes long. Him and Ronnie Childers wow. held court for like 41 minutes. I, I put the whole thing up on, on the YouTube page so you guys can go watch it if you want. Um, and it's very interesting because Kevin Harvick's, his career's almost over, almost mm-hmm. over. It's well, probably next year's it, probably. If so, um, so with these last two weeks and these two wins, you know, wins no one was really expecting. Um, I, I wouldn't say Harvick's, you know, waxed poetically about stuff, but you know, he, he gave pretty decent perspective on a lot of stuff. 
then it sounds like it's coming from someone who, who knows the ends kind of near. Um, and he, he, someone asked him about, you know, uh, what the, what the vibe was like at the track, uh, this weekend, because, you know, he, he's been there, he's seen the peak. He, he, he's right. Uh, he, he raced there at Richmond in front of a hundred thousand people. Um, and he, he, he addressed it twice and it was just very interesting because I'm currently in the middle of writing my column for French stretch this week. Uh, and it's tentatively titled Kevin Harvick and the end of NASCAR's golden age, um, which for all intents and purposes, it ended years ago. Yes. Uh, and I, I write in the column, it's like, it, it, it didn't end on the day of Delhart's death. Uh, the actual expiration date is somewhere between uh, July 28th, 2008, when the 15th Burke Card 400 was run and September 29th, 2008, when the stock market crashed. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's somewhere right in there was when yeah. the golden age of NASCAR ended, but we, we, we still get the, the remind, we still have reminders of that period. And it's basically Kevin Harvick right now. Uh, Kurt, Kurt Busch, he's out currently with a concussion. Um, he, even though he came into the series before Harvick, uh, you also got like Denny Hamlin and Kyle yeah, Busch, who, who can Kyle say, Bush. who can say they raced during that period, but I mean, they came in like 05 or 4, 05. Yeah. Ke- Kevin Harvick, like his first cup start is 2001, but he's been racing in NASCAR since 1995. Mm-hmm. He, he made one truck series start in 1995. He has been around a very long time. <laughs> and and I, I mean, it sh- I think it, it should be addressed. Like, like he is, when he when he steps away, like that's really kind of like, the end of a, a time period in NASCAR. Yeah, like I agree. Like, like I, I write, write in the column, like for a long time, Jeff Gordon was the bridge to the NASCAR's past. He made his first start in Richard Petty's last race. He raced in the final race at North Wilkesboro, and you know he raced until t- 2015. He was around a long time. Yes. My favorite um, stat that got thrown around a lot last year was that Ryan Newman and Kurt Busch were the last drivers to who could say that they raced competed in a race with Dale Earnhardt. And now Ryan Newman had an unceremonious end of his career and Kurt Busch is kind of in limbo right now. Yes. Uh, but, but it's Kevin, Kevin Harvick. Like, he, like he's been around forever. He's the guy that replaced Dale Earnhardt. He, he's seen everything. Mm-hmm. And he, he, he came into the Cup Series at age 25. He's 46. <laughs> and he's still winning. <laughs> like, it's remarkable. You're making, so, you're making me feel old now. Yeah, yeah, it makes me feel old. So I'm, I'm curious, John. Like when, when you look at Kevin Harvick and what, 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 what does he represent to you, like, in the book that is NASCAR's history? <laughs> um, it's sort of, it's hard to come up with a word off the tip of my tongue or off the top of my head. Um, what I really like about him, he seems to be the last driver who can be salty and, you know, race guys hard on the track, but still be liked in large part by the fans, unless he's going after Chase Elliott. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, like you could say that about anybody, yeah. right? So yeah. um, like, he's like a hey, Chase Elliott's like the one untouchable guy you don't go after if you don't want to get the fans to boo you. But like, like a lot of like, he's just like, you know, you think of guys like, like William Byron and Alex Bowman and Kyle Larson, like, 
and again, this is just, and even Chase Elliott, like not to, not even to pick on Hendrick. These are the drivers that came off the top of my head, but like, like those are drivers who are more or less like kind of even keeled. And when they're, when they, when they, they don't get too high, they don't get too low. They don't, they really don't show emotion in like certain circumstances, but like Harvick always seems, you know, for better or worse, like fiery and yeah. opinionated and salty. Um, and but like fans, like, like him about that like and that was part of the thing that we talked that was brought up in the kyle bush documentary that came out a couple months ago that you and i uh saw you know like kyle bush just in terms of um the way that he carried himself was a lot of the ways that dale earnhardt used to do that really endeared himself to, to fans in a certain way not to say that they're, they're identical but um i don't know i and part of me just really likes that in nascar i think it's good for the sport when there's people like that and you look at some of the younger drivers now and like, who is there that's going to be that way? You know, I can't think of like another up and coming. Like, maybe it's Ty Gibbs. Maybe it's Noah Gregson. <laughs> uh, like, like, maybe. I don't know. I don't think anyone, like right, like, right now, Kevin Harvick, reporters, like, on a regular basis are going to him and asking him for his opinions on the state of certain things, specifically the safety of the next gen car. Like, Kevin yes. Harvick is not happy right now when it comes to what nascar's doing to make the next year car safer uh he, he he's not that not great about it um uh he because he he's a, he's the the head guy in the garage he's the guy that's been here forever yes, like yes it's um like they like think about it like the reason he he he's here is because of bad car safety yes so it's <laughs> it's it's I can't think of anyone. Didn't no Denny Hamlin will definitely be a guy that I think will kind of become the figurehead in the garage. If you, you know what I mean? Like he's yeah. Like I think he's, it's gonna be like he's been there since '05. Again, and plus been, he's the only active driver that has any ownership state. Well, Kozlowski, excuse me, Kozlowski, but it's just those two, right? Um, they have ownership stake. Well, technically, BJ McLeod too. <laughs> so, right, right, right. Um, you, know what I, you know what I mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you mean. Uh, yeah, Kozlowski will um, also kind of he'll probably give you opinions, but not not in the Kevin Harvick fiery way. No, not not no. not like he, he's more reserved, calculated, analytical. Yes. Um, but not yeah, he, not the he's a he's a pocket protector kind of guy. Not to say it's a bad thing. Like that's just who he is. He's a po- he's yeah. a pocket protector kind of guy. And Kevin Hart, uh, Kevin Hart, Kevin Hart. Excuse me, Kevin Harvick. Um, you know, wears his heart on his sleeve. So, it, but again, yeah. like, I don't know. I don't know who that is in the next wave of drivers coming up. Um, I just don't see it. And NASCAR needs drivers like that. Yeah, you're happy. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Let me look at the the rundown from the race. Let's real quick. I mean, maybe Blaney if he never drives for Penske. <laughs> you know, he, he seems like he could be that guy. But, yeah, but, I, but yeah. Um, but Penske drivers, even in IndyCar, like they're just very, you know, uniform. That's just their brand. It, give it a few years, but I think Daniel Suarez, I think, because he, he like, he was very, like, kind of raw about his feelings about how the Indianapolis race ended. Yes. And I, 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 that wasn't something I was, I was familiar with when Suarez was being that opinion a bit opinionated about something, but I think he, he could be one. Um, yeah, it's, these guys are so young. 
<laughs> I know. So yeah, I feel like so, so, like so many of these guys are are yeah. You know, they showed uh, they were talking about Ty Gibbs in the race on Sunday, and you know, they showed his age, and he's like nineteen. He looks every bit of nineteen. Um, he looks twelve. What are you talking? Yeah, about? yeah, he's yeah, he's got a baby face. Yeah, that's what I was saying. He looks he looks very very young. Um, there, I mean, there's a reason his Twitter profile picture is Flash from the. It looks like Flash from <laughs> The Incredibles. He's he's going to drive the 18 next year, isn't he? It seems uh, like if a Gibbs contract was going to get done, it would just be done. David Wilson, at um, the president of Toyota Racing Development, he said on SiriusXM Radio uh, last week, there, there's a chance they keep Kyle. It, it's now down to there's a chance. That doesn't sound good. No. No. So either he goes to Stuart Haas or Colleague Racing, maybe. You know, I will be- I I I will believe Colleague Racing when I see it. Oh, there's, there's, if you're if I'm Kyle Busch, there's I genuinely outside don't, the road courses, they're not doing anything. Unless he just unless they just give him a godfather offer in terms of a contract and they just give him everything he wants then and and maybe maybe they will maybe they will but like i don't know man kyle bush just seems so competitive and i don't wherever he goes he wants to go in a place where he wants to win too and that's why he's even said on the record that he's willing to take a pay cut to stay at gibbs because he knows that there's better equipment at gibbs and there is a colleague and that's not a that's not a um there's this better institution over there yeah yeah Uh, that's not a stab at colleague racing they're on the way up um they might get there someday, but they're not there now. Um, certainly getting Kyle Busch would go a long way in getting you there. But um, if, if you're at the negotiating table with, with Joe Gibbs or Stuart Haas Racing, or even 2311, um, I know they're new, but they've got Michael Jordan <laughs> on their side. So uh, it, um, it, it would be bizarre if Bush couldn't, Joe Gibbs couldn't keep him, but he did go to 2311, which is like this a jgr adjacent team that that would right. just be very weird like it would be weird really but, i mean <laughs> who knows maybe given all these health issues that kurt bush is going through maybe oh, he, I mean, it's, it's 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 topic of conversation i mean it's, you, it's, you, it's 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 foreseeable it's certainly a reasonable outcome like certainly i wish kurt bush all the best mm-hmm. i want him to get healthy i want him to get back in a car this year um but you know we've seen drivers step away because of uh head injury issues i mean look at dale earnhardt jr he took one hit yeah. too many and, you know, called it a career. Um, and, you know, it's not like, like Kurt Busch is still winning races and he's still competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it, it seems like he's definitely certainly taken the long road in terms of looking at prioritizing his, prioritizing his health here. So, yeah, it's certainly within the realm of possibility that he says, you know what, it's just not worth it. And then vacates the 45 and then Kyle Busch might be there next year. I mean, I mean Kyle Busch was, at, was asked about it this weekend at Richmond about could 2311 like just be this thing or whatever that happens and he's he didn't really say yes or no on it but he said he had you know talked with kurt and kurt said you know what a, a qualifying crash at pocono really isn't the, the best way to go out <laughs> it's like yeah no, no it's not it's, it's not right. yeah it's not the best way to go out but you know that's that's just the nature of, of head injuries and brain injuries i mean it, it's this they're so uh dependent on the facts of the situation you know it's not like a bone where you just break it if it, you just set it and yeah. put it in a cast it's this malleable thing so um like i said though i still wish kurt bush 
the best. I really oh, yeah. hope he's back in a car soon. I'd love to yeah. see him in a car soon. Um, but like I said, I'm just in, in the broad scheme of things, it's certainly foreseeable and reasonable to see that as happening. Although, like you said, it would be weird for Joe, Joe Gibbs to be like, nah, we can't afford it. But why don't you just go here next door to this other <laughs> team that we sort of have this partnership with? Um, I don't know. Also, I wonder if Michael, I don't know, my, Kyle Bush just seems like a guy that Michael Jordan wouldn't mind signing and making a Jordan brand athlete. Uh, I, th- I think they have the the similar win when it all costs. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. They go together. Yeah, I mean, well. I can totally see it. And also, you know, Ty Gibbs has shown. I know he finished last in this race on Sunday at Richmond, but like it was mechanical issues, and he had some really compelling racing there with Kyle Bush. Yeah, they they um, they, they, they they swapped bumper shots. Yeah, know, one lap. I was like, oh yeah, and there was okay. a ex- there was an extended sequence where they were running side by side from, around yeah, the whole lap. track. Yeah, yeah, for multiple. That was really compelling racing. It just seems obvious that Ty Gibbs is ready. Maybe not ready to like. Uh, you know, come into NASCAR and immediately start winning races and contending for championships. But like over this last month, like he's shown he can drive this next gen car at a, at a, at a more than capable enough level and he can um, hold his own against veteran drivers. It just seems like he's ready. Um, it just seems like the tea leaves are there too. Because again, if Kyle Bush is going to cost, you know, X amount of money, but you still don't have sponsorship. Meanwhile, here's Ty Gibbs you know already has sponsorship and you can pay him way less than you have to pay Kyle Busch also he's the owner's grandson so there's no real rush for him to come in and immediately you know start kicking ass and and winning races he's gonna have a much longer runway uh to improve and get better um you would think longer than what Cole Custer's got it's too Haas (laughs) um but it just it's it's just gonna be interesting to see how it plays out but yeah no I don't see him going to college I either see Either he's back at the 18, he's driving the 45, or he's driving the 41. One or the other. I'm, I'm I guess the 41 because that's that's like the Gene Haas car. Yeah. Is it, isn't Eric Almarola? Is it true that he's like not retiring now? Like has it, he like it, backtracked it's, that? It's in like in the conversation. It's been a kind of background noise kind of thing that he may maybe he won't retire. Is it going to be a Brett Favre thing now? It's just like every every year for the next three years, we have to worry about Eric Almarola retiring. I mean, I don't. I'm of no mind of it either way. Like it's, I just think it's interesting because like at the beginning of the year, I was like, yes, this is definitely my last year. It's my farewell tour, and like here we are. But you put out August. a press release at everything. <laughs> yeah, and here we are. Here we you are. In August. Video. Like, I mean, you made a hype like- video for your retirement. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, if Smithfield Foods wants to keep paying me money to put me in a race car, I'll take your money. Sure, but I, I don't. I don't begrudge him that. Um, was there anything else? In yeah. This so, so with, with this win, with, with this win uh, Sunday, Harvick now has sixty career wins, uh, tying in with Kyle Busch. Guess who the next driver is up on the win list? I have no clue. Dale Earnhardt. Oh, really? Wins. Cool. So we have now entered this stage. Of how many? How, how many wins does he have? Seventy-six. Seventy-six. Okay. So sixteen more to go. Kevin Harvick's not going to get to 76. No, I don't think uh, he is. But Kyle, it, it, Kyle Bush could. But that well, seems... the list is going to be like, this, this is what I was going to ask you. So we, we don't know where Kyle Bush is going to be racing after this year. Yes. He's only won five times in the last 118 races, dating back to the middle of 2019. Um, so, and, it, and how, how old is Kyle Bush? Kyle Bush is. He's like 35, 8, 38. He's 37. Okay, he's 37 years old. Supposedly, he's still got a few years before he's even in his prime. But, like I said, he's only won five times in the last 118 races. 
Yes. And one of those was just the dirt race that happened this yeah. year where he just yeah. happened to be in the right place at the right time, like Ryan Blaney at the Roval. Yeah. So, I mean, do you think that Kyle Busch can, will get 16 more wins? Can he catch Dale Earnhardt? He can. I think he can. Because, I mean, what if he just has one of those Kevin Harvick type seasons where he has like nine wins and he cuts it in half? Yeah. Um, uh, it could happen. Would I bet money on it? That My gut says no. My gut says no, especially given like if this if this next gen car levels that that levels the field that much that we've seen this year, where we're going to get, you know, more than 10 winners a year or close to 10 winners a year every year. That really hampers it um, and really it's, it's a te- My gut says no. I think of I think he definitely can. Um, but my gut says no. And I'm looking at active drivers here right now there's no one even close that could probably get within because like you've got denny hamlin he's 16th overall at 48 wins but that's a he's not going to get to 76 because lasky's not going to get there kurt bush isn't going to get there truex isn't logano's not um uh, i guess that's that's a long-winded way of saying no i don't think he can or, or, he, he's, or he's, i'll say yeah yes he can but no he won't if that makes sense yeah oh no i'll totally get it like uh, he, he said he's got, you know, like got at least another 10 years in him. Uh, he, he wants to, his dream, if, you know, things work out with, with his next contract and what the, the truck series team does, he, he wants to share a truck with his son, Brexton, uh, when he's 16 and 17. And when he turns 18, Kyle's gone. So, and he, Brexton's seven, um, something, something like that. Yeah. So, so if, if Kyle Busch is still racing 10 years from now, then I'll, I'll say, yeah, he'll get there. Um, but as of right now, in the pace that he's had, I don't think he, he could quite get there. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's difficult to say. It's just, it's just so dependent on certain factors. Like, where is he going to race next year? Yeah. How much longer does he have to go? And like you said, you know, I'm not that I'm putting this on him, but you never know what could like look at his brother. You never know what sort of injuries might happen that could cut a career short. Um, so, but yeah, long-winded way. Yes, he can, but I don't think he will. No, he won't. But hey, Kyle Busch has proved a lot of people wrong over his career. So, but gosh, I'm looking else. Yeah, of all the active drivers, yeah, Chase Elliott's 52nd all-time. Larson's 53rd all-time. Chase Elliott has 17 wins already. Wow. Um, yeah, and everybody else. I mean, William Byron's way down here at four. Yeah. Austin Dillon's at, a, at three. You think he can do it? 101st wins all time. So, no, I'm just obviously being facetious yeah. now. I was just looking to see where else the current drivers. There's only three other drivers, in, uh, excuse me, four other drivers in the top 25 who are current along with Kyle Busch. Obviously, Kevin Harvick and Denny Hamlin. Brad Keselowski and Kurt Busch. Denny Hamlin, 16, Keselowski, 24, Kurt Busch, 25. And 25th overall is just 34 wins. So, so yeah, I feel like that top the top 10 when it comes to the all-time wins, it's kind of locked down for a while. <laughs> yeah, a while. It's a while. Hamlin, Hamlin could get to 60, but it, it again, it... Well, he's only at 40... He's at 48. 
Oh, yeah. oh, 48? Yeah, right oh, okay. 48. So he's only 12 away from 60, which he could do. But again, I don't I don't know if he will, but that's it's reasonable. It's foreseeable. Gosh, how old is Denny Hamlin now anyway? 41? 40? Yeah, he's 41. He'll be 42 in November. Okay, so he's my sister's age. Got it. Okay. Um, interesting. Yeah, no, that's, that's an interesting question. I haven't really thought of it like that, but I mean, yeah. But it's, it's just remarkable that the, the guy who replaced Del Arnhardt was able to get that close to him when yeah. wise that's, yeah that's really really remarkable like oh yeah he went from you know the guy that replaced Earnhardt to being his own person having his own career in his own right um and he'll never it the most significant race like obviously like that first race after Earnhardt's death will always be a NASCAR moment but like that's not his defining moment it's a defining moment but it's not the defining moment of Harvick's career um that's a huge testament are you, you talking about the the Atlanta win yeah, yeah, yeah. Harvick's win Atlanta. That like, was three. That was th- three. That was his third or fourth start. Something like that. Yeah. So, but, um, yeah, that you know, for for a lot of other drivers, that might have been like their only defining moment, and and now it's just a moment in a very very storied career. He's obviously going to go in the Hall of Fame someday. Oh yeah. Um, it's a you want he won a championship. When you win a championship, you're going in at some point. Yes. Yeah, yeah for sure. So, <laughs> but no, Har- yeah, Harvick, he's won the Brickyard three times. Uh, he's at least won one Coke 600, though he shouldn't have because Dylan Hart Jr. ran out of gas. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. Still better. Um, he's Still won better. The, he's won the Southern 500 three times or twice, excuse me. Won the Daytona 500 once. Um, yeah, he's just. Mark Martin I mean, should have won that race. Mark the, resu- the, the resume speaks for itself. I mean, yeah, he's he's certainly a Hall of Famer. So, <laughs> all right. So playoffs Go, going into Watkins Glen. Mister Young Ryan Blaney uh, is twelve plus twenty six over. Martin Truex Jr. Martin Truex Jr. who has multiple wins at Watkins Glen, who's good on road courses. Yes, and Brian he, was Blaney my, has, he was my chaos pick. I picked Truex. I don't know who, who did I. I don't remember who I picked. Did you pick Busher? Um, ah, I think I might have. I think, I think he picked Busher. I that, he's still my pick because of how well, well he's done on the road no, he's, courses. He's this been year. running really well this year. Yes, and after this race, man, so. Like he he said he Busher has said like they went to did the tire tests uh, back at the end of May and they figured something out there that just lit a, lit a fuse on them when it came to road courses because they were out to lunch at Coda which was before the tire test. Yes. So so yeah he's had three top ten finishes on road courses since then. Um, finished second at Sonoma, uh, I believe like eighth at Road America, and uh, what was the other road course? Indy. Indy. Finished 10th after his car caught on fire. Yeah, his car caught on fire and he still had a top 10. <laughs> Correct. So he, he's still, I think he's still going to be my, I think he's not just my chaos pick. He's my pick, like, to win. Um, so, but yeah, Ryan Blaney, he only has one road course win. That was the Roval on, on a race that either Mark Tricks <laughs> Jr. or Jimmy Johnson should have won. Yes. Uh, but they didn't. Um, I went so, back and looked at Glaney's Glaney Laney's Blaney's performances at the Glen. Excuse me, Glaney's performances at the Blen. Um, <laughs> um, he's got a nineteenth. He's got an eighth. He's got a twelfth. He's got a fifth in twenty nineteen. Obviously, he didn't race there in twenty twenty because of COVID. Yeah. Um, and then last year he came in fourteenth. So, um, and just looking at the list of former Cup Series winners at 
Watkins Glen. In the last 20 years, only five winners have come from outside the top 10. So if you don't qualify well, and like, you know, that makes sense wow. for a road course. That, that makes sense for a road course. Um, so if he... Uh, yeah, but how, how many of those were someone's first win of the season was that was in, at Watkins Glen? Uh, Steve uh, Park. Almost Ambrose <laughs> Steve Park. Steve Park in 2000. <laughs> that, yeah, the first career win. Uh, Montoya in 2010, was it not? Probably. I think, yeah. like, he, he got his two wins in separate years. Yeah. So... Yeah, Almond Almondinger got his first career win. Both both Ambrose wins. Um, Chase Elliott Chase Elliot got his first career win there. Yep. So I mean, yep. it's it's it it can happen. So, um, but it just again, if if you're gonna if you want a shot, it, it, here, so here ever since 2010, <laughs> here's the here's where the winner has started: third, third, fifth, fifth, sixth, sixteenth. That's Logano, and then sixth, third, third, first, fourth. I mean, it's almost all top five. Yeah, so, that's gonna be tough. Yeah, be really tough. Qualifying um, day goes a long way towards how you do in race day. And again, it's a road course. It's not an oval where you got a bunch of passing zones all the time. You know, well, I do like Watkins Glen for how racy it is because there's so many long straightaways, but there's still it's not super too speedway many. of road courses. Yeah, yeah, but there's still not too many uh, passing zones. Although turn one, <laughs> that's bumper cars just like turn one at, at the Indy Road Course, but ah, uh, not as much because you get that. Not runoff. as much. You get yes. the runoff, so yes. you, you get you get more room to maneuver. Um, and I I think when they added the runoffs in turn one, and turn seven the last left-hander i think when they pay, they paved the, over those areas it improved the racing at watkins Glen. yes exponentially um and like and this 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 week is the 10th anniversary of the 2012 race that marcus ambrose won over brad kozlowski with just one of the best final laps ever um I, I I remember watching it happen live. I was sitting on my my couch at my parents' house uh, the summer before my senior year of college, and uh, I remember watching like, oh my god, <laughs> like it was like whenever so I hear someone say NASCAR's just turning left, I want to pre- I present to them the final lap of that race. <laughs> it's like you sure, you positive? Yeah, that's a really compelling uh, video. I never saw that race live as it happened um but I've, I've seen obviously i've seen that that sequence uh several times on youtube um since since we did uh blaney's time at the glen but only be fair if we could do uh true time at the glen throughout two his entire two, huh? right? two wins right yeah throughout his entire career at the glen he had uh, i see one win i see one um but throughout his entire career at the Glen, he has 10 top 10 finishes um, and he has multiple top five finishes. Um, he, his one win came in 2017, second in 2018. That was coming uh, behind Chase Elliott. Yeah. 2019, he came in second. Or maybe that was behind Chase Elliott too. Um, he, ran, either, yeah, he ran out of gas. So I yes, yes. But like either way, um, and then he came in third last year. So in the last... So he's never finished worse than third at Watkins Glen going back to 2017. So, yeah, I, he's not just my chaos pick. He is my pick to win. I know Toyota's been out to lunch on some of these road course yeah. races, but um, I just... Where, where did that phrase come from? Out to lunch? I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't really get it, but I, I know how to use it. I, I just Googled it. Uh, out to... It, uh it just 
I don't know. It, it's telling you what it means, but it's not telling me where it comes from. I guess it comes from, it's an expression that originated on US college campuses in the 50s. Its first uh, appearance in print was 1955. Hmm. I don't know why it comes, like it doesn't get much into that, but anyways, uh, certainly uh, Truex has not been out to launch on road courses, even though uh, Joe Gibbs has been certainly questionable um, this season. Still, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt, and especially he, no one wants to go to Daytona wanting to put all your stakes to get into the playoffs at that one race. Um, Cause obviously we know how that race can be. It's so chaotic. Um, I think Truex gets it done. All right. So, okay. Bef- before we go any further, let's, let's go ahead and do our Jeff Gluck's good yes. race poll versus, <laughs> which we should have done this earlier uh, versus Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, it's it's another another tried and true episode of our game where me and John each pick a movie and quiz or quit we don't quiz the other person uh, but we have to make the other person guess whether the Jeff Gluck Good Race Bowl for the pre- preceding Cup race w- whether the score from that was higher or lower than the, the, the movie that we select. So you you wanna you wanna go first this time john sure sure yeah you went first last week i'll go first this time mine is going to be way too on the nose and you're going to roll your eyes um but i really don't care uh (laughs) so i saw a tiktok from richmond uh somebody was in the fan some a fan was in the stands obviously uh filming the race and the caption for the video said um I can't believe they didn't call uh, a delay with lightning this close to the track. And then it goes for about 10 seconds and there's no lightning, but then they have a die cast of lightning McQueen go across the camera right before they, it loops back. Um, and that inspired me uh, to go with the seminal semi-classic, very memeable Pixar film from 2006 cars. <laughs> I, I almost went with the other NASCAR movie that came out that year. There was another NASCAR movie that came out in 2006? Yeah. What was it? Ricky Bobby. Oh, oh, duh. Yeah, yeah, okay. Those, okay. those came out months apart. Yes, yes, yes. Duh, obviously. Yes, okay. <laughs> Gosh. That was 16 years ago. Ricky Bobby could get a driver's license this year. Lightning McQueen could get a driver's license this year. I am speed. Anyways, um, so cars, cars, higher or lower? Well, for first, first off, the the score, the score for Richmond on the Jeff Gluck Good Race poll was seventy point five. So we round up to seventy one. Yes. Um. Okay. So, oh boy, Cars is a good movie. It's not bad. It's a it's a cartoon, but you know what? It's a good. It's 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 a decent (laughs) depiction of the sport. Um. Sometimes to turn left, you got to turn right. Paul Newman's last role. Yes. Uh, before before he died, I think did the movie come out after he died? I think it came out before he died. Okay. Um, spawned two sequels. Never saw the second one. Third second one. one. The second one is so bad. It's so bad. It's oh. It's it's. But it's, I like the horrendous. I like the third one. Third one was a return to form. The third one's um, very fun. The third one's very fun. So, but first one, 06, cars versus Richmond, race number two. 
Cars is higher. Are you sure? He's really thinking about this mm. one. <laughs> it's a Pixar, like. This was like the first, this was like the first movie that like didn't have like the universal like Pixar. Yeah, queen. you're probably right. I still think it's, it should be higher than 71%. It is. Okay, good. <laughs> Congrats on sticking with your gut. Yeah, it's, it has a 74. Okay. All right. Uh, Cars 2 is the lowest rated Pixar film and it has a 39. All right. So I found, I, like I said, I, I'm writing a Kevin Harvick column for French Church this week. And I went around NASCAR's media website trying, trying to find a picture of Kevin Harvick from like the early portions of his career, the early days. So I stumbled upon this one picture of Kevin Harvick in 2004 meeting and shaking hands with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> it, it, it is, I, I saw a Twitter picture today where he was meet, he was shaking hands with the singer of Nickelback. That, oh, that, that I posted that too. That, was it you? Okay, cool. That, that, that was me, yeah. That was from 2004 also. Uh, so, <laughs> and th 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 this picture of Kevin Harvick meeting The Rock. Is this like the most 2000s picture yes. ever? Yes. Like Kevin Harvick's got these like kind of wraparound sunglasses kind of to a degree. The Rock's wearing this this was, this was a Texas Motor Speedway for a race. So he's wearing a leather jacket for the race. And it's just so, it, like, the, the Rock's facial hair is just so 2000. It's, it's just like, mwah, 2000s. It's, it's so rich. Um, so, I, so when I was scrolling through movie scores, trying to find the right movie, I, I came across the 2003 action comedy which uh, the critics consistent consensus says this movie doesn't break any new ground, but it's smart, funny buddy action picture with terrific comic chemistry between Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Sean William Scott. You chose I, the rundown? I am talking about 2003's <laughs> The Rundown. Oh my God. I saw this movie like on TNT once. I've never watched it. I've like, never you, watched it. Like I think Christopher Watkins in it too, isn't he? I have no idea. No idea. Oh my God. Um... But star, I, yes, starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Sean William Scott, 2003, The Rundown. Seeing this movie, it's just been so, man. Um, I feel like this is right at 70%. Getting there. I feel like this is right at 70%. Man. <laughs> uh, this is so hard. Um. Uh, that, 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 that's that, that's the purpose of my picks. I make it hard on you. I know you I can't do. make it. <laughs> I feel like I feel like it's like right at seventy percent. That's what my gut's telling me here. I'm gonna go lower. The rundown score, run tomato score, is lower. It's sixty nine percent. Yes, <laughs> I did it. Oh, I needed I needed a win because these last couple of weeks I've I've not been doing very well. I almost I chastain myself on this thing all the time. Uh, <laughs> so right now, so because if I would have lost that, this that, one, you that's, that's the that's the name of the episode. I chastained myself. <laughs> <laughs> and well, if I would have lost this one, you would have been out two. And it's like I can't I can't let you get too far away. I got to stay within at least one of striking distance every week. Um, one thing we didn't talk about, we can just mention this briefly, is um, 
just by lining up the cars on Sunday before the race, it will be a record day because there will be seven. Uh, yes, nationals. that was going to be that was going to be, be my ending point for yeah, this. So yes, seven nationalities represented at Watkins Glen. Most ever for a Cup Series race. Really, really cool. Obviously, the big name is Kimi Raikkonen, the former F1 driver coming over, doing a one-off with Trackhouse in the number 91. Yep. Um, they just debuted uh, the paint scheme for that one the other day. I saw it on Instagram. And, man, they, it looks... They don't, they don't miss on their no, paint schemes. Tra- no, Trackhouse tra- is pretty, like... They track know what house, they're doing. Yeah, Trackhouse and 2311. Like, they... Mm-hmm. Whether, it's, whether it's Kurt Busch or Bubba, they just... They don't miss. And... Yeah, same here with uh, Kimi Räikkönen's ride. It's going to be really fun to see. How do you, how do you think Kimi does? Where do, where do you think know. he finishes? I don't know. I don't know uh, because this, this isn't his first NASCAR start. He made a truck series start and an Xfinity series start back in 2011. Okay. Um, he tested in the next gen car uh, last week at Virginia International Raceway, but that wasn't his first time in a Cup car. He tested a Cup car, I think, at the same. Might have been at the same track. I don't know. Uh, back in like oh like a decade ago or something like that um but because of the next gen car it feels like it's it's leveled the field just a little bit i think his chances are better than they would have been last year yeah um and also like supposedly this i mean the racing hasn't quite been there for all the road courses but this car was designed with road courses in mind it's much more nimble to turn it's not quite the the animal that the the old car used to be um did you listen to the teardown with Gluck and Bianchi? Yeah. Where, where Jeff Gluck was like asking other drivers, like, do you think he'll make top 20? And they were all just like, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I obviously think like Chase Elliott just kind of like looked at him like, come on, bud. Yeah, I think he will. Um, you never know. Because road courses can be so finicky, especially if well, it, it just takes one idiot to just overdrive the corner on the first lap of the first turn trying to gain a bunch of positions. <laughs> um, well, I don't, I don't, I don't think... I mean, I don't know much about his career, but I don't think you get the nickname Iceman from overreacting and making dumb moves. Oh, I'm not saying it would necessarily be his fault. I'm saying yeah. like he could just be wrong place, wrong time, and he's caught up in it. Um, I really hope he gets a top 10. Although with the way Trackhouse has been this season, he might win the damn thing because like, Trackhouse brings yeah, the heat he, he, for all this these is a proven, uh, this is, races. This, yeah, this is a proven winning team. He's not getting in a backmarker team like you right. know some of these he's other. Not, yeah, he's not Joey Hand getting yeah. a, a rick Ware car so um but, but i think if he gets top 20 it's a good day i will say the same i it, i think I'll, I'll be optimistic and say i think he gets top 15 though so, uh, if he like it'd be hilarious if there was just some weird pit stop stuff that happened and coming to the checkered flag he's like leading like how the heck did this happen yes oh, I, I, I want shenanigans give, give me shenanigans yeah oh yeah well, especially with the way this season's gone oh yeah to have a formula one driver come in and win uh win at watkins glenn no that'd be that'd be great um yeah so he he is from finland yes and so the other nationalities represented are mexico with daniel suarez uh russia with i believe his name is daniel Kia, I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce any of these names. I think it's I think it's Kiviat. Okay. And there's Rockenfeller uh yes. from Germany. Tilly from the United Kingdom, Britain, whatever. And Hesemans. <laughs> and I believe he's from the Netherlands. Netherlands. Okay. So yeah, and then on top of that, you also you still you got Kyle Larson, who's Japanese American, and you got Bubba Wallace, who's African American. So yeah. and you get 
Eric Almirola, who's Cuban American. So that like this is that's that's like a quarter of the field. So yeah, it's really cool. It's really really cool. Um, and also you got Chase Elliott uh, from Georgia. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, it was a dumb geography joke. I had to. I, <laughs> well, I, I wasn't even. I didn't even think you get the reference to the country Georgia. I was just like thinking you were referring to the state of Georgia as like its own. <laughs> I mean, some parts of it are, <laughs> but I was mostly referring to the country Georgia. Doing the, you know, it works on multiple levels, and that's called comedy. Um, no, uh, honestly, I, I'll be optimistic. I'll be optimistic for Mr. Reichen in here. I'll, I'll say he gets a top fifteen day. I'd love to see him do. I would love to see him have a chance to win this race late. Um, yeah. You never know. There could be a caution that just makes it a fuel strategy race. Um, who knows? Um, I do like the idea of track house racing, just having road course ringers at certain tracks, just guys just of notable racing experience elsewhere coming in and giving it their shot. Who would you want to see? I'm, well, I'm willing, I'm willing to bet that Jimmy Johnson will show up in that, that 91 car next year. I'm, I'm willing to bet that that happens. Makes sense. I mean, it's a Chevy, so yeah, it makes easy. I mean, I know in IndyCar he runs Honda, but yeah, for he's if it's NASCAR, I'm sure he's going to ride nothing but a Chevy. So, so sure. Yeah, I would love to see that. Um, this is going to be a very predictable answer for me, but I would just love to see Simon Pagano, an IndyCar, do it. I'd love to see an IndyCar driver come do it. I think if anyone would do it, I know for a fact that Simon Pagano does not like Watkins Glen. Um, which is weird. You think he would, because it's a very European style uh, track and the way that it's very long straightaways leading in the, in the corners are all very racy, but he was on a podcast a couple years back and he was asked, you know, if you could get rid of any IndyCar circuit, what would it be? And this was back when they were still racing at Watkins Glen. He's like, Oh, I hate Watkins Glen, which threw me for a loop. So if, they, if, 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 if Pagano ever does something like that, I don't think it'd be Watkins Glen. I, I but at the same I've, time, I don't think I've ever heard anyone express that that strong of a negative opinion about watching Glens. that's kind of yes it, that's why i remember i was like wow. really that track yeah i was like i don't know anyone yeah same that's why it stuck with me um but again he might just say yes because of the opportunity um but if anyone from indycar is gonna do it i'd wager it'd be will power or scott dixon if he had takuma, scott dixon takuma you, sada would be cool sada would also be yes i would it, he, also he, he drives for rick ware so oh yeah, that, he does that, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he drives the Rick Ware car in IndyCar, so there's already a, a connection there. All right. My, but the big thing with, with the big thing with Sato is he will only ever drive a Honda because he's Japanese. Like he in IndyCar, mm -hmm. whatever team he went to, he's only gone to teams that drive Honda. Um, and I, I, I highly, highly, it would take a lot of contractual maneuvering for Honda to give him mm. the green light to drive anything that's not a Honda, regardless of whatever series it is. So hmm. um, if, if Scott Dixon was in this race, we would have two drivers by the name of the Iceman. We could have an Iceman shootout. Whoever wins, I, I, I whoever tweeted, wins gets... I tweeted yesterday a picture of Terry Labonte saying, I only recognize one Iceman. Is, oh, is he the Iceman? Yeah, that, that was his nickname too. Well, there you go. So, so okay, <laughs> next year for Watkins... We'll put it on pay-per-view. We'll get J we'll get JR, we'll get Jim Ross from WWE to call the race. Uh we'll Watkins Glenn live at pay-per-view. Uh we'll put Terry Labonte, Scott Dixon, Kimmy Raikkonen in it. Um, and whoever finishes best gets to keep the Iceman moniker. And everybody else has to change their nickname. All right. There you, there you go. All right, let's do it. All right. There you I'll, go. I'll get I'll I'll drop the paperwork. <laughs> uh, no, but seriously, I, I hope I hope Kimmy does 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 well. Um, but my chaos pick and my actual gut pick is gonna be. Mr. Truex, and you're sticking with Busher. Yep. Can, yep. can I ask what the big deal is about changing the name on his car to Christopher? 
during the race Sunday, uh, I, I believe when Busher was racing around Christopher Bell, Dale Jr. mistakenly called Chris Busher just Christopher Busher. So, and now it just became this thing. So, it, it's 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 all done fun. Sorry, why Good. not? Christopher yeah, I figured it was something like that, but I'm not quite. I was. I couldn't quite remember. So, no. Good for good for Chris Busher on having a sense of humor about it. So, um, oh, uh, who's gonna get chastained this week? Um. Well, he's run out of Joe Gibbs Racing drivers. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's run out like half the field at this point. Oh God. Trace Elliott's gonna get chastened. <laughs> You know, that makes total sense. Chase Elliott's a good road course racer. Obviously, so is Ross Chastain. Uh, I could definitely see a scenario late in the race, just going for it, or just any time in the race, really, where Ross gets a little overzealous. And this is going to turn into like a 90s sitcom catchphrase. Oh, he just got Chastain. <laughs> you know, Freeze frame. And then cut. <laughs> All right. Um, I don't have anything left to say. Uh, uh, that's all I got. So, um, cool. so yeah, uh, Watkins Glen, Sunday, USA Network. Um, I'm Dan McFadden. You can find my columns at speedsport.com and also find my writing at, uh, find my columns at frontstretch.com and also my writings at speedsports.com. Uh, please like and subscribe to the podcast. Leave a review. Uh, let us know you're watching. Email. You can email us at danlickfadden at gmail.com. And you can also subscribe on YouTube at youtube.com slash Daniel McFadden. Follow me on Twitter at Daniel McFadden. And John, where can they find you? I'm on Twitter and Instagram at John Law Filet. J-O-N-L-A-W-F-I-L-E-T. All right, that's it. So thanks again for listening. Uh, great episode. Had fun. Uh,